We're last discussing the Mishnah at the bottom of in regards to sometimes uh, an animal does something and they're Hayab and a person who would do the same thing is Patur and sometimes the opposite if a human does something he'd be Hayab and the animal is Patur and we start the Gemara started in regards to Hilchot Shabbat and anyone who ruins things even though you're doing a Melachah but if you're ruining something you're Patur Rabbi Abu said except for wounding someone causing them to bleed or burning something where you still Hayab and Rabbi Hanan didn't like that he said no you'd, you, even in those cases you'd be Patur unless you had a reason for it let's say a wounding uh, someone causing blood let's say for the dog to eat the blood or burning something because you need the ashes but otherwise if you're just ruining you'd be patur and with that we're going to start four lines from the bottom last word on the line which says tena now we're on three lines from the bottom if someone's ox burns someone's uh, pile of wheat for example on shabbat he'd have to pay for it Patur. But if someone bur- uh, caused that fire, someone himself caused that fire, he'd be patur. Vikatanin says, Hu It says in the Mishnah that a person is like his ox. Ma The same way a person's ox doesn't need it. Same thing. Also him, when he's burning it, he doesn't need the ashes. And still, it says he's patur. The reason he's patur is because he got to deal with the bigger punishment, which is you cause the fire on Shabbat, and therefore you're hayab. So you're patur from paying, but you have to deal with mitad betin, sekila, whatever it is. The bottom line is you see that if someone's ruining something on Shabbat through fire, he's hayab. Gemma says, no, no, that's not the correct interpretation. Rather, you have to say, Shoro The ox is like him. Maho, when it comes to the person, the kaba'ele, the way they be mehevim mita and patur from paying is if he needs that ashes. So he's causing a fire because he needs the ashes. Av shoro de kaba'ele. So same thing with the ox. We're talking about a situation where the ox needs the ashes. So we have a situation where an ox needs ashes. So over here we be dealing with We're dealing with a very smart, very wise ox. He has a wound on his back. And he wants to burn this wound on his on his back. And he rolls around in the ashes. So the Gemara says, how are we supposed to know what the, what the ox was thinking? So the Gemara explains, After he burnt the, the pile, then, then he started rolling around in the ashes. The Gemara says, is there any such thing as an ox that smart? The Gemara answers, had this ox, his teeth were hurting him. He went and he opened up one of these uh, beer uh, barrels and he started drinking and he healed himself. And Amru Rabbanan Kamidraf Papa, the rabbi said in front of Rabbapa, could you really say that we're talking about a situation where the ox is like the person, meaning they're high, they're they're only Hayav or Patur in the same situation? The Hakatane, but our Mishnah said, if the ox embarrassed someone, the person is patur from paying for the embarrassment, but if a person embarrassed another person, he's hayav to pay for the embarrassment. 
And if we want to say, uh, the ox like the person, we have a problem. We have a situation where an ox wants to embarrass someone. So Gemara explains, we're talking about a situation where he had kavana to damage. We learned in regards to a human being, if a person had intent to embarrass someone and not to hurt him, so he's, and he ends up hurting him, he's hayav on everything. So we could say the same thing with the cow, he had intent to, to, to damage. Rabba wants to answer a different way. Matnitin b'shogeg. Our Mishnah is talking about where they burnt the pile by mistake. And there's no chayuv mita. And still, he doesn't have to pay. explained that the deen of Kamla b'dirabba is even if no one's getting killed over here, even once you did it by mistake, you could still explain that, okay, Kamla b'dirabba even though he's not getting a bigger punishment per se. So again, you could explain our Mishnah in a, in a situation where you don't need the ashes. You just, you know, you just destroyed it by burning it or you caused the wound, but still you're patur from paying. And now, what are we, exactly are we talking about? The Tanade Bechizkiya taught in regards to if someone killed an animal, he has to pay. If someone killed a human being, he has to die. The Pasuk talked about uh, someone who hurts an animal or someone who hurts a human being. The same way in regards to killing an animal, you didn't uh, differentiate between on purpose, by mistake, if you had intent or no intent, whether you're, uh, you're bringing your hand downwards, you're bringing your hand upwards, at the end of the day, le potromi mamon, mamon. You never said that uh, if you do it this way, you're you're exempt from paying. It. This way, you're uh, you're obligated to pay. You're always liable. Same thing. Same thing when it comes to human being. If someone killed another person, you should not differentiate ben whether you did it by mistake on purpose, whether you had intent or not. Ben your hand is going up or down. We're not going to say you are obligated to pay, rather you're exempt from paying. The same way with an animal, you're always hayav to pay. The same way with a human being, you're always patur to pay. And we're going to use the same logic in regards to Shabbat. If someone is mechalil Shabbat, whether it was a mistake or not, whether you're hayav mita or not, at the end of the day, you're patur from paying. Amrule Rabbanan de Rabba, Rabbanan didn't understand the Rabba. They told him, Mimatset Mokumiat la Beshogeg. Really, could you say our Mishnah is talking about someone who burnt uh, uh, this pile or whatever it is by mistake? The, the, the Mishnah said that the problem over here is he is going to get punished with his nefesh, means he's going to get killed, meaning he did, he did Avera on Shabbat. And that's the problem. So Rabbi explains, Now this is what the Tana meant to say. If he didn't purpose, he would get killed. What are we talking about? If he would need if he would need the ashes and he did it on purpose, then he would be hayav mita. Well, hashta b'shogeg. Okay, when he did b'shogeg, so he's not hayav mita. And if he doesn't need the ashes, then he's patur to even pay for the pile that he burnt. That's where she explains it, Tosfot uh, tweaks it. He says that uh, the person needs to want the ashes in order for him to be patur according to that logic. Next, Mishnah. 
Shor Shayar Odef Ahashor, if an ox was chasing another ox, Vehuzak, and the ox got hurt. The problem is we're not sure uh, what happened to it. Did he get hurt because the, because the, other, the chasing cow gored it, or did it uh, bump into a wall, into a rock or something? Zeomer Shorechaizik, Vizeomer Loki, Elabesel Alaka. The, the, one, the owner of the cow got damaged, saying that your cow damaged me. And uh, the, the, the owner of the, the cow that was chasing said that, uh, no, it bumped into, into a rock or something. And I'm, you have no proof that my cow did it. And the answer is, the Mishnah says that the halacha is uh, the, the one who's trying to pull out money from the other person. Uh, the burden of proof is on him. And uh, you have to prove that the, that his ox gored or hit your cow. If you have two cows chasing one cow, and so something happened to the, to Levi's cow, but uh, Reuven is saying to Shimon, your cow is the one that damaged. Shimon is saying to Reuven, your cow is the one that damaged. They're both patur. If both cows belong to one person, between both of them, he's going to be hayav anyways. A person, Reuven, owns a big cow, small cow, and they both chase uh, another cow, and they heard it. There's witnesses that see that uh, one of these cows damaged. We're not sure which one. They're both short times, so the, the, the one who's been damaged is going to be able to pull from the body of the animal. So, the one who's been damaged says, it's the big one that caused damage, and I get uh, half damages from the big one. And and the one who damaged, the one who owns the cows that damaged, he's saying, no, it's the small one that caused the damage, and therefore the most you'll be able to get is whatever the small one's worth. And same idea if the person on Zeruvin owns a tam and a mu'ad, the one who's been damaged says, and it's the mu'ad that caused damage, and you owe me complete payment, uh, from the best of your uh, assets, and the one who damaged uh, says, Loki, no, it's the short time that caused the damage, and I only have to pay you half damages. Uh, in, in all these cases, the one who's pulling out the money, the one who's been damaged, the burden of proof is on him. Let's say, a big cow and a small cow attacked a big cow and a small cow. Hanizakomer, the one who's been damaged, said, The big one damaged the big one, and the small one damaged the small one. You have to pay me for the big one from the big one, and for the small one from the small one. Vehamazik Omer Loki. No, that's not the story. Ela katan etagadol. The small one damaged the big one. Vegadol etakatan, and the big one damaged the small one. Meaning the the one who damaged is trying to make uh, trying to make himself pay less. Ehad tam. Same idea. If one of them is tam, vehad moad and Isaac Omer. One the the one who's been damaged says moad Isaac etagadol. That the shor moad damaged the big one. You have to pay me completely for it. Vetam etakatan. And the short time, he's the one who who damaged the smaller one, so you only have to pay me half damages for the small one. No, that's not the case. Rather, the short time damaged the big one. I only have to pay half of that. And the short muad is the one that damaged the, the, the small one. I only have to pay you full damages for the small one.
At the end of the day, the rule is the same. The one who's pulling out the money, the burden of proof is on him. And the Gemara starts by discussing the first case of the Mishnah, where one cow is chasing another cow, and the cow got hurt, and the one who owns the cow that got hurt says that your cow gored my cow, and the person who owns the chasing cow says, you know, it tripped on a rock or something, got hurt that way. And we said, It sounds like, It sounds like from this Mishnah, that the rabbis argue on Sumchus. Sumchus holds that if there's money that's in doubt, we're not sure what to do, we split. So in this type of case, Sumchus would hold that the owner of the chasing cow would have to pay half. And Tosfot explains that Sumchus only says that we split when the whole story is in doubt. And so even Hachamim, when you, you come to their betin, they wouldn't know what to do, obviously, so split the money. But if through their words the safek is created, then even uh, Sumchus would agree that Hamotzimi Habiro Alavaraya, very good. Look at the Tosfot, Ashba, and we're going to see it more later on in this Masechet. And Amar the Rabbi Ababa Mamal the Rabbi Hiya Barabar Rabbi Ababa Mamal tells Rabbi Hiya. He asked him a question. Amar Sumchus Afilu Bariu Bari. Did Sumchus say his deen that when money is in doubt we split? Did he even say it in a situation where both claimants are saying for sure, meaning the the one who's been damaged says for sure his cow damaged me, and the and the one who's supposedly damaged says no, my cow didn't damage. In that case, where everyone is adamant about their claim, did, did Sumchus also say over there that when it's in doubt, you split? Maybe Sumchus also over there holds that So Amar there, Bihaya explained, in, yes, Amar Sumchus Sumchus holds that when, when money's in doubt, we split, even if both claimants are adamant and they're 100% sure of their claim. So you have to say our Mishnah is not like Sumchus, and it's you have to say it's Hachamim who argue on him, and they hold the Motzim Haveral Averaya. So the Gemara says, Who said that our Mishnah is talking about a situation where they're where they're both being adamant, they're one hundred percent sure about their claim? So the Gemara explains the Katane Zeomer Shorichai Zig Vizeomer Loki. Because our Mishnah said this, the person saying that your cow is the one that damaged, and the other person saying no, it got hurt by a rock. It sounds like each person is saying one hundred percent. And Matki Flara Papa, Papa doesn't like it because Midresha Bari Ubari Sefanami Bari Ubari. If you hold the first part of the Mishnah, they're both claiming one hundred percent. Then you have to say in the second part of the Mishnah, they're both claiming one hundred percent that they're right. The problem is Look at the second part where one of the one of the chasing cows is big, the other one's small. Where the one who's been damaged says it's the large one that the, the damage, and the, the one who damages said that now it's the small one that damage. I only have to pay you less. One of the acts were retained, the other one is Mu'ad, Nizak Omer Mu'ad Izik, Vamazik Omer Loki Elatam Izik, where the one who damaged says it's the short Mu'ad that caused the damage, and the, and the one who caused the damage says it's the short Tam that caused the damage. At the end of the day, Haveru now the thing is, what, what do we see from here? Halo If the one who's been damaged doesn't bring proof, Shakil Mazik, he has to get paid whatever the one who caused the damage says. Now if they're both claiming one hundred percent, 
Maybe this argues on Rabbah Barnata. And the Amar Ta'ano Hitim Vodal Vesorim Patur. He holds if someone claimed his friend owes him wheat and the friend said, No, I owe you barley, he doesn't have to pay him anything, not even the barley. And the reason for that is it's a three way mahloket. You have Rashi and Tosfor to explain because when, uh, when he, he claimed, he made a claim about the wheat, he is like, he sort of like forgoed the, the barley. He wasn't paying attention to the barley and he was like mohelet. Um, the, the Rosh explains that when he claimed the, the wheat and not the barley, he's admitting that he, the, 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 the person doesn't own barley. Then there's the, the, the Ramah with the hay and the Ravad. He said the reason he's patur is because the person is denying the other, the, the claimant's uh, claim. And whatever he admitted in regarding to the barley is not, it's, it's something that he could go back on later. It's not 100% a real uh, admission. Bottom line is, when both are claiming 100% sure of here, Rababa Natan said patur, but in our Mishnah, we're understanding that he has to give him something. He'd be hayav, even though it's not the same thing. Even though he told him it's a tam, no, it's the, it's the mu'ad, and they're going back and forth like that. You still have to give him something. Ela, rather, if Papa wants to prove that our Mishnah is talking about bari and v'shemeh. We're talking about one person claiming 100% and the other one saying, no, maybe. Meaning, the fact that our Mishnah would be so against Rabbah Natan leads Rav Papa to say that our Mishnah is talking about a case where one side is saying 100% sure and the other one is saying, maybe. De kamar bariman, de kamar sheme man. So the Gemara should understand, okay, who's the one who said 100% and who's the side that's not sure? If the one who's been damaged says, I'm 100% sure, and the one who damaged says, I'm not sure, again, we're still stuck with Rabbah Natan, because Rabbah Natan said that he would be patur in that type of case. And here we're saying, Hayab. Ela, you have to say, rather, you have to say, we're talking about a situation where the one who's been damaged is not sure. And the one who damaged is he's sure about which cow caused the damage. Now here's the issue. So if the sefa, the second part, we said that the one who's been damaged is not sure, and the one who caused damage is sure. So you have to say the same thing with Teresha. We're talking about a situation where the one who's been damaged is not sure and the one who caused damage is sure. The problem is, Did Sumchos really say that we split the money in even in this type of situation where the the one who's making the claim is not sure that Hachamim had to double down the Mishnah and say that no matter what the case is, uh, and Sumchus wouldn't agree, meaning we know that Sumchus would agree in this type of situation that uh, the burden of proof is on the person making the claim. So the Gemara explains, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Rather, in the second part, the one who's making the claim is not sure. Is, is which which cow the big one the small one did the damage and the and the the damager he's one hundred percent sure that the smaller cow did the damage. Resha in the first uh, verse case where one cow chasing another cow and did it get did uh, the cow get gored did the cow uh, stumble on a rock and get hurt. Resha nizak bari umazik sheme. 
It's the nizak, the one who's been damaged, says, no, I'm 100% sure that you're cow gourd, and the, and the other person's saying, no, it, it maybe, he's saying, maybe it, it, got, it got hurt by a rock. Now, the bigger question is, now, the, the resha, where it, the, the one making the claim is not sure, is not the same as the sefa, where the one making the claim is 100% sure. So the Gemara explains, It's all the same. Where If, if this one is uh, sure and this one is not, or that one is not sure and that one is, it's all the same idea. However, If both of them are sure and 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 the case where one is sure, one's not, that's two different things. So the case of one side not being sure is all one big case, one side of halachot. But if one side is 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 sure and the other side is sure, it's not the same thing as one side uh, being sure and the other one not. And that's why we have to say that uh, the sefa and resha are talking about a situation where one side is sure, one side not. And we can't say that we're, we're talking about a situation where both are adamant. We can't fit that into our Mishnah. Gufa, let's go back to something we said before. Amara Baba Natan, patur. If someone made a claim on wheat and uh, the person said, no, I owe you uh, barley, he's patur, he's exempt from paying. So the Gemara asks, what's the Hidush here? What are you coming to teach me? Tenina, we learned this. It's a Mishnah in Masechet Shavuot. If, if one side made a claim for wheat, the other ones, uh, uh, he admitted that he owes him barley, he's Patur. The Gemara explains, if it's from that Mishnah in Masechet Shavuot, I would have thought he doesn't have to pay for the wheat, but he owes him the money for the barley. Kamash Malan, Baba Natan is going to teach us the patur legamid. His patur completely doesn't even owe him the money. Now, here's the problem with Rababa Natan from our Mishnah. Tenan. It says in our Mishnah, the last clause, If the, the ones that have been damaged, the person has two cows, they both have been damaged by the other person's two cows, uh, one of them big, one of them small, this one's saying uh, the, the big one damaged the big one, the small one, the small one, the other one says, no, the big one, the small one, small one, the big one. We said, Now, Now, the one who's been damaged did not bring a proof over here, and still, Shakil, and he still gets exactly what the damager said. So, meaning he, he doesn't have to bring proof and he still gets. Now, Amai, why? It's the same thing as wheat and barley. He says wheat, another one says barley, and he should be patur. He shouldn't have to pay anything at all. The Radigma explains, No, he's supposed to get, that's only if he brings uh, proof. Stam as it is, he doesn't get anything, but if he brings proof, then he'll get. But the Gemara asks, But uh, the Braita said before, But we say that yeah, you pay from the small one and the big one, the big one and the small one, it sounds like you don't even have to bring proof and he still has to pay. Whatever the the damager said, that's what he has to pay. So the Gemara explains over there, we're talking about a situation that Tafas, where the one who's been damaged already grabbed and he already took uh, one or two of the cows. At that point, we don't take it away. The Tosfot and the Rosh explain that when he has a claim on both cows, then if he took one, okay, then we don't pull it, uh, don't pull it out of his hands. And most of the Rishonim argue, they say, even if you have a, a claim even over one cow, if you grabbed, we can't pull it out of your hands. 
Now the Gemara is going to ask a question from the continuation of the Mishnah. Tanan, haya echad tam vechad muad. One of the, uh, uh, the the acts that uh, caused the damage, the damaging ones. One of them is a tam, the other one's a muad, and they damaged a, a big cow and a small cow. Hanizak omer muad hizik et agadol v'tam etakatan. The one who's been damaged says the muad is the one damaged. The big one he owes me full payment for that, and the tam is the one damaged. The small one he owes me half for that. Now mazik omer and the damager says that's not the truth. The tam damaged the big one, the muad, the small one. It sounds like it sounds like if he doesn't bring proof to his claim, he's going to get whatever the damager says. It's the same case as the wheat and the barley. Whatever was claimed against him, he did not admit that he should be completely exempt. So the Gemara explains the way they explained before. He's supposed to get, if he brings proof, he brings witnesses or something, but right now he has nothing. Because whatever the admission was, it wasn't anything like the claim. But the Gemara says, But we said the Mu'ad will pay for the small one, the Tam will pay for the big one. And the Gemara again explains the tafas over there. We're talking about a situation where he already grabbed onto it. At that point, we don't pull out of his hands. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.